inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers fall in a game that they should have and had the talent to win. And one swing was the difference of it all. From an old friend who's now a new foe. Avi Garcia hits a grand slam off Freddy Peralta. That is the difference of the game. The Brewers fall by a final of 4-2. to two. Man, if there is a silver lining... It's exactly what I just told you. The Joker is used. Six games to go. The Phillies gift wrap you a chance to take the lead. But here's my take on that. You can disagree with me. You can call in. We can talk about it here on the show. It's not the end of the world. I'm going to look at the bright side here. Because here's what could have happened. Say the Brewers win today. Cool. They're a half game up. There's still six games to go. Tomorrow... The Phillies will be playing a doubleheader in Washington. So even if the Brewers won today and then win tomorrow, let's say, but if the Phillies go 2-0 tomorrow against the Nationals, guess what? The Brewers are still on the outside looking in. And you may be saying, well, Dom, what if they win two games tomorrow? It's the same situation. You're right. The Brewers will be officially a game slash two games back without the tiebreaker. That's why this joker... You can't get away with this anymore, okay? 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You can call in. You can text in. we got a lot to talk about in this one tonight. We're going to have Vinny Rutino join us a little bit later. Eric Lauer pitched great. A lot of questions on the text line asking about Eric Lauer. Totally understand. We're going to get into all that. The decision to use Freddie Peralta maybe on the outside looking in seemed a bit odd. But at the end of the day... It's one of those things that the Brewers, they're out of arms at this point in the year. And the guys that they do have, they need innings out of them. And at this point, it's all hands on deck. There is no tomorrow if you don't win today. And yes, the Brewers lost today, but Freddie Peralta was one pitch away from getting out of the inning. One pitch away. He had a one and two count on Avi Garcia. And he hung a pitch, bad pitch. Avi was 0 for 3. He had two errors on defense. He can't run well because of his hamstring. It is very odd that the Brewers just can't find a way to add on runs. That's the reason why. They need to add runs. You can't win a game with just two runs against the Marlins and expect to get away with it just because it's the Marlins. This is an offense problem, not a pitching problem. This is an offense problem. You need to add runs so that... Yes, it's a grand slam. Yes, it's four runs. But four runs on one swing. I mean, the Brewers had opportunities with the bases loaded. They had a leadoff double from Tyrone Taylor, then the top of the order coming up, and they go down one, two, three. That is where you lose games. Not on a grand slam. That is the reason why I think the Brewers lost this game. We're going to get to some phone calls here as well. we got a lot of stuff to get to. want to get to Sam on the line right now, driving home from the ball game. Sam, you are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Dom. Love everything you do. I listen to Lockdown Brewers every day, and your positivity is through the roof. 
But I think tonight, I think this was it. I think I'm done with this team. The freaking offense is a joke. They put up two runs in the second inning, and that's it. They have no one that puts any fear in other teams. Rowdy Telez, he's your third hitter. I know he pinched it tonight, but he's hitting 222, Dom. We can't have this. I mean, the Marlins are 27 games under 500. Must win games for the Brewers. They knew that the Phillies lost, and they come out and lay an egg, right? And there was maybe 10,000 people at American Family Field tonight. I was one of them. It's a joke. It's just a joke, and that's it. I'll hang up and listen, but I appreciate you, Dom, and I'll listen to Lockdown Brewers tomorrow. Awesome. Well, thank you for the call in there, Sam. And I get it. Hey, if we all want to have a venting session together, call on in. I, I'd love to hear from everybody if you're driving home from the game, if you sat in your living room watching this, if you're watching you know, in a bar somewhere. Let's call in. Let's have a venting session here because the Brewers, this was a frustrating one. And I appreciate the honesty from you, Sam. But my take on it, again, this stinks. The Brewers can win three in a row. You can get some help from the Nationals. What stinks and what Craig Council, I imagine, is going to say, we're going to have his audio a little bit later in the show, what I imagine is going to say, we didn't take care of what we could control. You can't survive on relying on other teams to help you out. And that's what the Brewers are in right now. The Phillies got swept by the Cubs, not just this week, but the season series. The Cubs went 6-0 and against the Phillies. And the Brewers let them off the hook, to use the old football phrase. And we let them off the hook. We knew who they, we are. They are who we thought they were. Yada, yada. I'm not going to get into one of those rants, but th- thanks for the call there, Sam. If you want to join in on the show, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, 855-616-1620. George from Pewaukee call, uh, texting in here. Why would you take your starter out after five innings with one hit shutout? No one sees how Council loses ball games. This one's on him. I said it years ago. This team will never win a World Series under correct Council. Uh, I want to put, there is a typo on Craig Council. Sorry, George. Uh, wake up, Adonacio. No, and that's also a typo on Adonacio. But hey, George, I want to sit you down. Uh, I'm going to get through this coming up after the break because that's the majority of the texts right now here. Why is Lauer pulled? Why is Lauer pulled? Why is Lauer pulled? I have a perfectly good explanation. You may be frustrated with it, but there's a perfectly good explanation coming on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Get your texts in. Get your tweets in. Get your calls in. I'd love to have you on the show. More to come after the break on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right. Tough one tonight. Six games to go. It's crunch time now. I love the passion we're getting right now on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. I left a lot of y'all hanging on what is the what's the deal? Why is Eric Lauer pulled after five innings of one hit ball with nine strikeouts and no walks? Remember, against Cincinnati, he only threw 66 pitches. He's coming back from injury. He's coming back from an elbow issue. For Lauer, he is not fully built up after missing those two weeks. To get five innings out of him. This is, again, like I said in the first segment, this is more of an offensive thing because you were rolling, things were looking good, you should be able to score more runs, but they didn't. I look at it as Lauer did his job. They didn't want to risk further pushing it with injury with him because you're going to need one more start out of him. Okay, he's going to pitch next week against the Diamondbacks. He's going to pitch on Tuesday as it stands right now. You need one more start out of him. You can't empty the tank yet. And, let's be honest, you should be able to trust your bullpen to get you through the end of the game. Peter Strzelecki, a scoreless sixth inning. 
Freddie Peralta had things going there in the uh, seventh inning, a nine-pitch inning, and then in the eighth was the ultimate frame that did him in. It happened very quickly. So that's my take on it. I thought Lauer did his job. And I want to bring in our good friend uh, Vinny Rettino here in just a second here on the show uh, on his take about this. And we're going to bring in Vinny here as, look, Vin, I, I, I want to defend Council. I'm not going to defend Council on every single move he's made, but I'm going to defend Council on this one. Lauer did his job, and other guys failed to perform. Yeah, I mean, 71 pitches. How about all the up-downs that he had? He actually got through five in 71 pitches, which was a tremendous job by him. Could he have gone back out? Yeah, but, I mean, again, he wasn't built up. These guys are pitchers in general. I don't care what level you're playing at. They have to be built up. He had two weeks off. Um, Remember, in Colorado, even in that game that he came out, he only threw two and two-thirds in that game also. So it was a situation where he had to be built back up. You don't want to risk. Um, injury. He's talked about it, how he's had elbow tightness the entire year, and he's kind of battled through it. So um, I thought he did a great job. Yes, it is frustrating. I mean, hindsight is, is easy to, to look back and say, you know, should have been able to, uh, you know, maybe go one more inning. But I mean, at the end of the day, Freddie Peralta is still coming in in the seventh inning. I mean, he's coming in. That was scripted out. He was he was going to be ready to go, even if even if Eric Lauer goes one more. It's still um, Freddie Peralta's seventh and eighth. And I'm, I'm guessing Craig Council probably scripted it out to see if he could go the ninth. But he obviously ran into trouble in the eighth. Um, and, and the big walk to Brian Anderson, that was the big one. Uh, and I also, I mean, I even like the matchup to Abby Garcia. And I, I like the pitch selection with the fastball. He just left it center cut. And, and Avi made it pay for it. He certainly made him pay. I want to get to the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to participate, 855-616-1620. Susan's been waiting for a while. Susan, you are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi. I was at the game tonight, and you're right about the offense. It was like we knew we needed more than two runs, and the sixth inning was, you know, critical. They ended up having the bases loaded, and they only had one out, and they still couldn't, couldn't make it happen. And we knew at that point it was almost like they had written their own, you know, certificate of failure for the day. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the calls, Susan. I agree. I appreciate you seeing that and calling in here on the show. Look, the offense, Vinny, as, as we, it's a broken record. I mean, we've been saying it for, you know, 156 games now. They can't get the hit. And that's the phrase we've been hearing. They can't get the hit. What do you see from a team that had nine hits in this game? But yet, just the two runs in the second inning that were, in a way, kind of gift wrapped for the Brewers in this one. Yeah, it seemed like the Brewers were just going to blow this one open. I thought they were going to blow out the Marlins tonight just with the way that they were approaching at-bats, the way that they were you know, taking swings against Brigham and some of the bullpen arms for, for the Marlins. Here's where they lost the game, though, Dom, and, and I'm going to pose a situation that probably not too many people you know, saw in this game. Colton Wong needs to score on that Luis Arias um, ball in the sixth inning. He, he absolutely needs to score on that ball. It's a tough, it's a tough read, but you get off halfway. You're not tagging on that ball. You get off about halfway, maybe a little less than halfway. You shuffle, shuffle, freeze, read. He dives for that ball. You see that it's down. You bust your butt to third base, and Jason Lane may send you. Um, and I, I thought that was. I thought that was a big play. I thought that Cole Wong scores there. Now all of a sudden you're up by three. You just needed to pump the primer 
you know, prime, or prime the pump just a, a little bit just to get the, some runs across the board, runs crossing the plate. I thought that was a big play and big missed opportunity, and it, and it came because of, uh, I thought, was a, a miscue on the bases by Colt Wong. I agree with you there 100%, Vinny. That's a great call by you saying that Colton needed to score on that play because uh, I even heard it on the air like, wait, back-to-back doubles and they didn't score a run? That never right. happens, right? That That's such a rarity. And that, but and also, not to harp on on uh, the, on Colton Wong's base running gaffe, once again, the kiss of death for the Brewers. Base is loaded for Victor Caratini with one out. He gets count leverage. He's ahead in the count two and one and a 4-6-3 double play. That was the moment you're thinking, oh, no, right? That's the moment you're thinking they might lose this one. Because we've seen that script happen too many times this year, right, where all of a sudden they didn't extend a lead, and then the bullpen kind of gives it up. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Again, going back to the base running play, probably was the culprit of that. Victor Caratini actually hit that ball pretty hard, fortunately right at the second baseman uh, for the double play. Um, but I mean, even so you're trying to elevate a ball there, it's bases loaded. You're trying to get something in the air to, to at least get a sacrifice fly, get something across the board. Uh, and they just were not able to do it. They, I, I want to know how many or what their percentage is on getting runners in from third base with less than two outs. I want to know it, it, Maybe maybe look that up tomorrow on the You're on a glutton the for punishment, man, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's not been good this year. Uh, I want to get to the text line here as well. Doug saying after the as though it looked like he could care less early in the game. Avi Garcia sure changed that. Guess he was playing possum. What a killer. Kept this team in this too long and they got the clutch hit. The Brewers couldn't. It's hurt them all year and it really haunts them tonight. I agree hundred percent, Doug. I also want to get to the phone lines as well. Brad uh, has been waiting patiently as well. Brad, you are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, thanks for the call. Um, so my my big deal tonight was second inning. We had a great rally going. Um, you know, Keston on second base. I don't know why he's trying to steal second with one out or is trying to steal third with one out. Um, you know, big out there. Caratini gets a hit on the next at bat, which would have scored him. I, I think that, I mean, there were so many opportunities in the game that they could have, you know, added on, but I think that could have really got to the starting pitcher. We could have gotten the bullpen a little earlier. Um, and I, I think that was a huge mistake. I don't know what Caston was doing out there. His throw back to the pitcher one time, that almost gave up an extra base. We, we got to get our best players on the field. And I don't know. It, very frustrating tonight. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I appreciate the call. Thanks for participating. Uh, Vinny, I think this is a little bit of lineup construction, right? When As far as to why Hero was going, there was one out in the inning, the bottom half of the order coming up with a man on second. Uh, that's a little bit of kind of advanced baseball, right? Where, hey, I should try to get on third base with the bottom of the order due up, meaning a fly ball could score me. That's what Kesson was doing because he's not the fastest guy in the world. He's not guaranteed to score on a base hit. So he was trying to advance himself and push the envelope and get the third there, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing, trying to get something going. I, 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 um, I do kind of agree with Brad there. I mean, you just got to be, you just got to conserve outs. You can't make outs on the bases in in this game. I mean, just the way that they've been playing. But yeah, I mean, Council talked about it in the post game. You'll hear it here coming up. But it, it, they give guys leeway to to make calls on their own and be aggressive. They, Pitcher is too quick to the plate, and and Keston was thrown out, kind of kind of pretty easily. So, um, yeah, and he's trying to get something going, which I appreciate, right? I think we all appreciate that. 
He had a couple nice at-bats tonight. He had that big RBI hit. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, uh, it's so easy to second-guess in this game. And when we talk about things that, you know, if he makes it in there and all of a sudden, you know, Victor Caratini hits a sack fly instead of the single or whatever, because he would have definitely been pitched to differently in that situation with a runner on third less than two. Um, We're singing a different tune. We're not even talking about it. Um, But um, since he was caught, yeah, I mean, you you, kind of can't do that right there. I, I agree. I, I, you know what? Now you explain it out. I, I see what you're saying there. Too early in the game to risk, risk a gamble when you already were having a good inning. And yes, in hindsight, Caratini gets the base knock. Uh, Charlie, you've been waiting on the line. I want to get to you here right now. Then we're going to take a break after you, Charlie. You can bank in your calls, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Charlie, thanks for your patience. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You've, what you've been discussing has pretty much been my thoughts that I mentioned to your uh, person earlier. Um, you know, I know they went for relief pitching at the trading deadline, and I think they were thinking the right way, but that whole thing backfired all the way around. But pretty much the problem all year has been the hitting. Uh, they just cannot manufacture a run. A leadoff double by Taylor, they cannot. They never moved them a foot. You stayed at second, you know, top of the order coming up. They never, there's no sense of urgency. They uh, Hitting behind the runner, uh, um, I mean, we're in a pennant race here. I mean, you should love to play in these games. You should be excited. Uh, there's just no spark. Um, I mean, they just, uh, you mentioned it before, their batting average with guys, you know, less than, on third with less than two outs, it's been just brutal. You're very hard to watch. Um, you know, base running tonight, I mean, they had a gift. They had a gift today with the Cubs sweeping, and there just doesn't seem to be a spark. Or, I mean, they should be so fired up, it'd be unbelievable. And um, um, it's disappointing. disappointing. Thanks, guys. Yeah, disappointing is a great word. Thanks for calling in, Charlie. Thanks for your, for your thoughts there. And, you know, Vinny, we sound like a broken record because, I mean, we've seen it all season long, 156 games worth, right? Where he's just like, well, they didn't get the big hit. They need to move a guy over. But there's only so many ways you can say it. That That's the reason why the Brewers lost this game. Not Freddie Peralta, not the bullpen, not Lauer going five. It's the Brewers offense tonight. Yeah, and I agree with Charlie right there. And, and we've talked about this a bunch, Dom, how there's not much of a spark, right? I mean, you, you would have thought that this team would have come out, just played with a ton of energy, um, you know, uh, it, they're going to have to find that real quick. Um, I, you know, I, I would think, you know, having, you know, being at home and being so close to this wild card spot, you would think that that would provide that spark, provide that energy. It's really the energy that I think it's missing that will to win type of type of feeling. I just don't see that. I don't feel that right now from this team. They're going to have to find it real quick. Six games left. Um, as long as there's still kind of half a game or right there um, in this playoff, you know, spot, I think I think the you know fans gotta gotta come out, gotta provide that energy for this group, and I, I think you'll find that this group is going to respond. Um, it just it's just hard to really you know be very confident in saying that. I just I just think that they will. It's just going to take it all the way down to the wire. It feels like to me. 
um, in those last three games against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, it's going to be tight. We're running out of time here to figure yeah. something out. Yeah. But it's going to be tight. we got more with Vinny. We're going to have more analysis. We're going to talk a little more about Freddie. We're going to talk a little bit of some good stuff, guys. We can't be all negative all night, but let's have a venting session. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. A lot of texts i got to read. Don't worry. I haven't ignored y'all. Uh, Ricky, everyone on here, Mike, I, Bob, I see you guys. I'm getting to you here in just a second. Stay with us. we got a lot to talk about. We'll be with you all the way until 1130 tonight. Don't go anywhere on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Oh, man, it's just so close. It's right there. Just grab it. It's right there. Nice. Six to go. Reset. The sun will come up tomorrow, I promise. And the Brewers will still be just a half game out of a playoff spot. Tomorrow's a big day. I'm Dominic Catronio. With Vinny Rotino, thanks for joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. we got a lot of show to get to still here, too. Uh, Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line 855-616-1620. Getting to a text here from Ricky from Honey Creek. Yay! The Cubs beat the Phillies. But what happens? The Brewers start out good, but fail to score in the second. And just like normal, they blew the game in the end. Here's a question that I have. Why would the Brewers waste one of their best hitters with only one guy when it's obvious he will not hit a home run? I would have kept Tyrone Taylor in and allow Rowdy to hit with two guys on. I hope the Brewers win tomorrow and the Phillies lose. Otherwise, Brewers stink. Well, Vinny, uh, I I liked how they waited. Did you notice, too, Jace came in after the first man was retired to hit to save Rowdy for that game-tying uh, you know, home run situation? But I'm, I'm not against what Ricky's suggesting here. Tyrone had a double. He's been swinging the bat better as of late. Uh, put yourself in Craig Council's shoes. Do you? Would you have left Tyrone in? Would you have brought Rowdy in at that time? Because that means Rowdy would have to pinch hit for Kutch. You would have to wait for Adamas then to maybe get a hit. And then Renfro is obviously not going to get pinch hit for either. What would you have done in that situation? Uh, you know, Rowdy's got three game-tying home runs this year, which is pretty incredible. Um, so, you know, I don't have a problem with where Rowdy hit. Uh, I don't have a problem with, you know, where, ah, I mean, Tyrone Taylor has been swinging such a, a nice bat and he's been, you know, providing some um, very productive at bats, some, some competitive at bats. But I mean, you, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't kind of second guess what you've been doing all year uh, as far as playing matchups and Jace Peterson ends up, you know, having a nice at bat and getting on base. So um, I, I really don't have a problem with how it all played out <laughs> just because too, a little pessimistic that they were going to end up piecing it all together and, and scoring anyway. Um, but um, so that that's my pessimism talking, but I, I, I really don't think any, it, it would have ended any other way. Let's talk a little bit about Freddie Peralta though, in this one, because it's now a race that great seventh inning he had coming out of the bullpen. Uh, he only had nine pitches in the seventh inning. And then the inning really kind of started inauspiciously there in the eighth, because he had multiple opportunities to get out of the frame against the Marlins. Here's how it, it all began with Jordan Groshans singling on a line drive to right. Then J.J. Blade comes in to pinch hit, and he pops out. So you're like, all right, now a ground ball could end the inning, right? Well, John Birdie, who can fly, hits a ground ball uh, into center field. That's a base hit, but it keeps runners on first and second. So now you're thinking, okay, Chris Hook goes out for a word. The go-ahead run's coming to the plate now, and it's Charles LeBlanc. And I thought this was a great at-bat by Freddie to not give in because he got ahead 0-2 on Charles LeBlanc. Then it tries to get a little too cute with the slider. Then a fastball misses. Then another ball in the dirt. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Freddie's got a 3-2 count. He had an 0-2 count on this guy just a second ago. And he gets him to swing and miss on a fastball. That was the moment I'm like, okay. 
exhale. Brian Anderson's coming up. He's had a rough year. It's not quite been his year. You can breathe a little bit and attack this guy. And he walked him on four pitches. Now, as great as you were feeling about the strikeout of LeBlanc, that's the moment where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. What's going on? Bases loaded and Avi coming up. I don't care how bad of a year Avi's having. The Brewers certainly know what kind of thunder he has in his bat. First pitch, curveball, foul ball. Barely got a piece of it. Then misses with a fastball. Swing and miss on a fastball. So now you're thinking, okay, you've really got the whole book available to you here. And he just leaves a middle fastball and Avi did not miss it. So all of that, that those last two at-bats erased the great seventh inning. And Freddie saying post-games, Oh, I was prepared. You know, I, I just didn't get the job done tonight. That's straight from Freddie Peralta. I was personally fine with Freddie pitching in this role tonight because he was prepared for it. The Brewers communicated it with him. He had plenty of time to warm up. He came in in a clean inning. There is no reason to believe that just because he's pitching the seventh and eighth inning after an up-down, just like, I mean, if he was starting, he would have to get up and down hopefully five, six times. There's no reason to believe he can't do the seventh and eighth inning. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was in the right spot too. I, I definitely did. I mean, the Brewers are really, really thin. Not only with their starting pitching, um, but they're really thin in the bullpen. I mean, re- remember that Matt Bush had not has not been throwing the ball well. Remember Taylor Rogers has not been throwing the ball well. So really, you're only two back end guys that you're used to seeing out there are Brad Boxberger and Devin Williams. And so Craig Council is trying to get creative and, and 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 find a guy that can close out a game or can help close out a game or bridge it to Devin Williams. And Devin Williams is probably unavailable tonight because he did throw the the uh, five out save uh, or the five out outing uh, yesterday. So um, I, I thought it was a great spot. I agree with you after that Charles LeBlanc at bat. I thought Freddie Peralta was locked back in. You always see him kind of execute and make a pitch in a big spot, and you kind of have confidence in him finishing an inning or doing the same thing to the next hitter. And all of a sudden, I agree, he lost it against Brian Anderson. But then that's vintage Freddie Peralta, loads the bases, and you thought that he was going to get out of it and blow uh, Avi Garcia away with another fastball after he after he got that 1-1 fastball by him. I thought the fastball was the right pitch. I thought the location was awful. He had different options right there. He could have gone probably down and away and got a ground ball. He could have probably gone in. Um, he just, unfortunately put it in the one spot that Ivory Garcia, he was waiting for fastball. He was sitting on fastball for sure. Um, that's the only way he got to that pitch, but it was just too much of the play, too much middle, middle. I agree. And, and for the Brewers, when you look, when you talk about the arms are thin right now, right, especially in leverage arms, it was still a leverage situation in the final three innings with it only being 2 nothing. Uh, you look at, you already used Peter Strezlecki. You knew Devin was not available. Brad Boxberger pitched last night, so they're probably trying to avoid him in that situation. Granted, they had to get him up in that eighth inning when things started to escalate. When you look at the rest of the high-leverage, quote-unquote, guys, uh, everyone was in our mentions this last week saying, don't throw Matt Bush anymore. Don't throw Taylor Rogers anymore. It's like, well, okay, they did something different. They brought in Freddie Peralta, and now you're saying, why'd you throw Freddie up there? Like, I, 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 That's my point. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, how do you want it? Like, it, it, Yes, the Josh Hader trade happened, but... You're trying. They tried to do something new. Darn if they do. Darn if they don't. Right? It is. That's what it is at this point. I mean, as, um, eventually, I think you know, guys like Justin Topa are going to be pitching in those spots because the arms are so thin down there. Um, and Justin Topa has been doing a great job. Guys like Peter Strzelecki, he's been having just a phenomenal season. What a rubber arm that he's got. Um, and, uh, you know, Hobie Milner, you're going to see a lot of these guys that you're not going to be used to seeing in leverage spots are going to be asked to do it. And hopefully they'll be able to come through. Um, but council's talking about it all the time. Like you're just going to need guys to pitch. 
you're going to need guys to get um, in, in pitching spots that probably not used to seeing them pitch in. So um, you are really damned if you do damage if you don't in some of these decisions. And unfortunately, Freddie Peralta did not get the job done. You're kind of, and that's kind of what everyone's pointing to at this point. A text on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. That's 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This coming from our friend Mike in Colorado. Skip, 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 skip. Yep, broken record syndrome scratches another win from the Brewers. The Phillies leave the playoff door open, and the Brewers trip over the welcome map. What a wasted effort from Lauer. Two doubles and a walk in one inning and no run scored like we talked about a little bit ago, Vinny. That's a great text, by the way, Mike. That might have been my favorite text from you so far this season. But the Brewers, at the end of all of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. You know me, Vinny. I'm trying to find silver linings. I'm trying to find positivity. Let me tell you the itinerary coming up now for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, so they just get swept out of Chicago, right? They had a day game today. Now they're going to Washington with a hurricane bearing down on them right now. Thoughts to everybody in the in the path right now, by the way, of that hurricane. But they have to play a day-night doubleheader tomorrow now. Okay, so they go back-to-back day games. Day-night doubleheader tomorrow. Day game on Saturday in order to avoid the forecasted hurricane arriving in the D.C. area. And if that game gets washed, another doubleheader would be on Sunday, which, oh, by the way, Sunday is another day game. I've talked to a lot of players about this, and I want your perspective on this. Why do day games tend to drain players more than night games do, especially consecutive day games like the, the Phillies are about to embark on this week? You're, it's because your sleep schedule is so geared to having like a second shift job and all of a sudden you, you throw a day game in there. One is fine because then you can go ahead and it feels almost like a day off because you have the rest of the night off where you're used to playing games. Um, but a couple in a row, it's like your, your circadian rhythms just get totally, totally off, off kilter. And, and, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this intense competitive activity when, when you're usually and typically kind of having, you know, time to rest and, and you're not at the ballpark where you probably usually just getting in the ballpark when the game is starting on a day game. Um, so that is, that's the reason 100%. It's, it's multiple days of, of disrupted sleep schedule probably getting, you know, four or five, five hours of sleep, probably just because you're used to having that second shift type of um, sleep schedule, second shift type of job. And one more silver lining when it comes to the Phillies, aside from the half game thing, that'll disappear tomorrow if they get that uh, doubleheader off as scheduled. One more silver lining from the Phillies is that they do have to face the Astros coming next week. And you may be thinking, Dom, the Astros have it clinched. They're going to be a one seed. They got nothing to worry about, right? Well, they are going to be the one seed, which means they need to worry about these last three games because their pitchers aren't going to pitch for a week. They need to make sure they get ABs. They need to make sure their batters see live pitching because they're not going to be resting anybody. They're going to get a week of rest. They need to make sure they see arms. And as it's scheduled right now, they're going to see Jose Urquidy. They're going to see Justin Verlander. They're going to see Lance McCullers Jr. potentially. They're going to see the big boys, if you will, of the Houston Astros next week. So this could come down to the very last day of the season. And don't forget, they're going to see Christian Javier coming out of the pen as well. I mean, that guy's having an unbelievable season as well. So, um, yeah, they're going to see all kinds of leverage, bullpen arms, and just guys getting work, guys getting in competitive spots. Their their starters probably aren't going to go over 90 pitches, um, maybe 95, maybe 100. They're certainly not going to be extended. But what you're going to see is, like I said, a bunch of leverage arms. Um, you're going to see all the playoff arms. 
Um, and you're going to definitely see the guys trying to get, you know, tuned up with that bat. So it, they're going to be competitive in that series for sure. And they're going to be playing loose as well. So, um, yeah, that the Astros are, in my opinion, are, are going to put a hurting on the Phillies just because the Phillies are not playing well. I mean, who, who wants it more brewers or Phillies? I mean, neither at this point is showing that they want it. Hopefully it's going to be the brewers here in the next few days. I feel like the sentence, and I had a tweet uh, mentioned to me as well. I, I feel like the sentence is really who wants it less at this rate right now with both of these teams losing. I mean, the Phillies have lost five games in a row. It's unreal. It was a 10 of 12 also. So yeah, I mean, I mean, with that lineup and, and some of those, those arms in that, on that staff, I know the bullpen's a little bit shaky. Um, but they have Alvarado in as a closer throwing 102 miles an hour from the left side. So, I mean, they have the pieces to, to get it done. They're just not doing it. And uh, like you said, who wants it less? Hopefully the Phillies do. Well, it's uh, it sounds like a broken record. You're saying they got the arms. You're just not getting it done. I think we've heard that a few times <laughs> this last couple of weeks over here in the good land. But Vinny Rettino, thanks for staying up late with us after a tough one tonight for the Brew Crew. We'll hear from you all weekend long as uh, it's it's not over yet. They use that last joker, like I said. I don't know if you're a blackjack player, but if a joker pops up out of the deck somehow, all heck breaks loose. So uh, let's hope that's the last joker that pops up in this deck, all right? Definitely. All right, Dom. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Vinny Rettino joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. we got a lot more to get to. We're going with you till the bottom of the hour, 1130. Stay with us. We're going to hear from Craig Counts a little bit later. We're going to get some highlights. There were highlights from this game, believe it or not. And also, we're going to look around the league coming up here. And your text as well, 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. Plenty more to come on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, it's not summertime anymore, and the living's not easy. Come on, Sublime. I'm not feeling so sublime right now, guys. Brewers fall 4-2 to tonight. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It, it, it's just, how many ways can you explain it? We've seen this loss happen a lot for the Brewers. And we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up uh, after the next break and just reading some of the early reaction uh, from the clubhouse. Like we said, Freddie Peralta said he was prepared for the situation. He just didn't execute tonight. And quite frankly, that's the human part of this game, right? You can never predict it. You can never think, oh, we got the perfect script tonight. Yeah, this is going to work out just fine. It just never works like that, right? And for the Brewers, it, how how many times are we going to say, who's going to step up? And lately, you've seen other guys stepping up offensively. But stepping up isn't just getting a base hit with nobody on base. It's at-bats with runners in scoring position. The real ones, those at-bats that really matter to you as far as impacting games. If you go one for five, but your one hit drives in two runs, you've done more for the game than the guy that goes four for five, but only scores one run. Right? So just the hit is the one that matters. The hit. And the Brewers, again, we've talked about it over and over over tonight. Why can't they get the hit? A few more texts here to get to that I haven't been able to to, to gather yet. Why is Council saving Lauer? If they don't win now, there is no playoffs. How many games have this team given away late in the inning since Hader was traded? It is too darn many to be a playoff team. Well, in regards to the Lauer comments, I think it's a fair critique. Well, why are you saving for five innings? You got to empty the tank. 
He is a guy coming off of injury. Maybe they saw something. There's always something that we, on this side of the fence, aren't ever going to be fully uh, understood or in the know about as far as how a guy bounced back as far as his recovery. The Velo looked like it was okay tonight, though, for Eric Lauer. He was sitting 94. He was getting swings and misses. There was late life on. He was getting a ton of swing and misses on the fastball tonight. 10 of his 13 whiffs were on fastballs. But for the Brewers, it, it, it's one of those things that if you get five innings and a guy, it reminds me of the game in Colorado when Brandon Woodruff got seven innings and they pulled him and then uh, Luis Perdomo had it blown up in front of his face on five pitches and all of a sudden the game was tied. And all of a sudden you erase a great start. It, it's one of those things where where I see it, Lauer did his job tonight. Just like in that game in Colorado, Brandon Woodruff did his job tonight. By the sum of your parts, you should be able to get through it. And the sum of your parts includes the offense performing better in the crunch time situations, which, as we know, has not been happening. As for the second part of that question from Mark Texter, how many games has this team given away in the late innings since Hader was traded? It's a good question. When you look at reliever stats since the, the trade, and you look at blown saves, which isn't necessarily a perfect stat because you can blow a save in the seventh inning, you can blow a save. Like, Freddie Peralta technically gets a blown save tonight. But when you look at blown saves... Tonight, that is the 14th blown save for the Brewers since the trade deadline. That is the most in baseball. The most. And again, they're not always in the ninth inning. So keep that in mind. It's not, oh my gosh, Devin Williams has 14 blown saves? No, 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 no. It's the seventh, the eighth, those counts as blown saves. The problem the Brewers have been facing as of late, and we talked about this with Vinny Rotino, that, you know, oh, don't throw Matt Bush anymore. Don't throw Taylor Rogers anymore. And then, all right, let's throw Freddie Peralta. Wait, wait, why'd you throw him? This doesn't work. This isn't his thing. What do you want him to do? The leverage guys they thought they had haven't performed. So they go to somebody new. He was one strike away from us not even batting an eye at this to the grand slam that was the difference of the game. The Brewers have a problem getting it to Devin Williams because Devin Williams has been great since the deadline. Yes, he had the weird week in Pittsburgh, the walk-off homer by Brian Reynolds. He's been really, really good since then. The problem is getting it to Devin. And Devin wasn't available tonight. So that was another hurdle the Brewers were going to have to clear tonight. How are you going to win this game knowing Devin Williams wasn't going to be able to save the day for you? And if you want to be say like, oh, wait a minute. Devin should be available every night. Well, he just threw an inning and two-thirds, high-stress pitches, had to make sure you get through the game. I imagine Devin, for the final four games, is going to be available for all four games. So make sure you're ready. And... Again, this goes back to why are you saving guys? If you don't win today, there is no no playoffs. I think today and tomorrow are the last chance that you can use that line. Because Corbin Barron starts tomorrow, and Corbin, he's still got one more start. And at this rate, with how poorly the Phillies have been playing, game 162 is going to matter. And Corbin, as it stands right now, is starting the last game of the season. The final rotation looks like this. Corbin Burns going tomorrow. TBA still for both Saturday and Sunday. Lauer will go on uh, Tuesday. Woodruff will go on Monday. So the way you look at things right now, if the Brewers can be within a game or tied in record heading into the final three games of the season, you've got Woodruff, Lauer, Burns starting with no leash. No leash at all for those three guys. You'll have hopefully a ready-to-go bullpen after the first game because if you're going to need bullpen days on Saturday and Sunday, 
you're going to need length out of Brandon Woodruff on Monday, which means no leash, go get him. Which would save them for Tuesday, hypothetically, if Lauer is still on a pitch count. And then Wednesday next week, again, hey Corbin, you're not holding back. Go get him. If the Brewers can get into a situation where it's a win and they're in, not needing any help, and Corbin Burns is on the mound, sign me up. No matter all the tribulations, no matter everything else that's gone on, but you're going to need a lot of help to get there. If the Brewers can get the 162 and say, if you win this game, it does not matter what the Phillies do, you are in. That is all that matters. You do not want to be in a situation where you're begging for a win from the Astros and you're begging for Corbin Burns to go deep. All you want is a win and get in situation. And they got an uphill climb and they need to win out pretty much. You can't rely on the Phillies losing every other day. Okay? They need to win out. I want to hear more of your text. More of your tweets are coming in here as well. 855-616-1620. You can text us in there. You can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Thanks for everyone's participation tonight. we got a lot more to get to. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Okay. Four to, four to two to loss. The Brewers used their last joker in the deck. The Phillies had already lost tonight. Brewers had an opportunity to officially leapfrog into the wild card standings into the playoffs. But let's be honest, too. Would you rather not be in the playoffs right now and the only time you get in is the last day of the season? All that, The only standings that matter, it's a lot like college football rankings, right? The only standings that matter are the ones at the end of the year and on the day before you get eliminated. But the Brewers have an opportunity still because tomorrow that half game will disappear. It is hard to sweep doubleheaders. Very hard to sweep doubleheaders. And tomorrow, the Phillies have a doubleheader. Against the Nationals, but they've been playing better baseball as of late. So don't knock them. Yes, they're last place in the National League. But hey, you're about to be the biggest National fan in the Midwest this week, guys. It's going to be tough. But let's say, for instance, let's say the Phillies split that series. Split that, I should say, that that doubleheader tomorrow. They split the doubleheader. And the Brewers win tomorrow. They will be tied in record. Which means they're essentially one game back. But being tied in record isn't the worst thing in the world because if you can stay tied in record until game 160 and then you win a game and they lose a game, all of a sudden they have to win on a day that you lose for them to get back into the postseason. They would need your help to get back into the postseason. They're trying to run downhill. And, you know, you don't need to be a math major to understand that, but they're trying to run downhill and find a way to get into the postseason. Uh, we're going to try something different here. We're trying to play Craig Council, trying to get this audio ready for you. Uh, I want to make sure it works here. I'm not 100% if it's going to work, but we want to hear from Craig Council here in just a second here on the home of the Brewers. Uh, sit tight. Let's uh, let's hear from Craig. All right. Not not quite working like we expected it right so far. Hey, we're still, we're still dusting off the cobwebs here. We're still trying to get things right here with Craig Council. But I can tell you, Council said this quote, I'll give Freddie the ball any time. I don't care what the situation is. No question about that. That is the biggest sentence for me as far as why is it, uh, you know, why are you going to Freddie? Why is this working? Why, why aren't you using this guy? The reason I say, look, Freddie was a great option. He could have maybe even finished three innings if he got another eighth inning like he had the seventh. I was personally fine with it. 
totally fine with it. As for Lauer pulled early, again, like we talked about earlier, he was on a pitch count. They were making sure he could bounce back. And if you want to be critical of that, that's fine. Because you are in the last end of the season. Everybody's arm is hurting. But he was just coming off the injured list. So it is something to worry about to make sure he can make it through the entire season. And, you know, let's also be honest. If the season, you know, if the Brewers move on, if the Brewers somehow make the postseason, he's going to make another start. Burns is going to make another start. Woodruff's going to make another start. They're going to go into St. Louis. It's going to be tough. But the Brewers have the arms, have the potential to get the job done. They just need to start executing. And Corbin Burns is a great guy to start executing with tomorrow. What a pitching matchup coming tomorrow, right? Corbin Burns against Sandy Alcantara? Holy cow. This is one of those ace-offs where you're like, man, can we uh, can we push Corbin back one day? I think if the Brewers won this game, that would have been a serious consideration. But you've got the reigning Cy Young winner in Corbin Burns against Sandy Alcantara, who is probably going to be the Cy Young Award winner. If Corbin throws a complete game, he'll reach 200 innings for the first time in his career. Sandy Alcantara is already at 220 innings this season. So impressive. Five complete games. 14-8, and eight, a 2-3-2 ERA at the second-best ERA in the National League, 199 strikeouts. He throws 98-mile-an-hour fastball still in the ninth inning. He's a beast. He's fantastic. Corbin Burns, the cutter, the curveball, the changeup. He could see a lot of lefties. He could see a lot of righties. Both teams rolled out with two southpaws starting this game with the all-righty lineup. And there was a text earlier asking, why aren't they playing their best players? And a caller asked that a little bit earlier, too. Why aren't you playing your best players? You know how the Brewers are with the platoon advantages. They feel that is their best chance to win as opposed to putting... Look at Colton Wong's numbers against lefties this year. They're not pretty. Not pretty at all. Look at Rowdy Telez's numbers against lefties. Also not pretty this season. And what's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? The Brewers are trying to put themselves into a position to win games and with the best lineup possible offensively. You accept a little bit of loss with Keston here at first base. And quite frankly, Keston played perfectly fine first base the last couple of weeks. He's been perfectly fine at first base. No qualms at all from Keston here at first base. When the Brewers need offense right now, again, I will say it over and over, tonight's loss was on the offense. It was not on the pitching staff. It was not on a loss of, oh, how did how'd you go to a guy that's not used to relieving? No. Score more runs. By the way, Colton Wong against lefties this year, 141 batting average, one extra base hit. 141, one extra base hit. Against righties, 277 batting average, and a total of 41 extra base hits. See what I'm getting at there? That's the reason why you're not seeing Colton Wong in the lineup. That's the reason why you're not seeing a guy like a Rowdy Telez in the lineup. Why you're not seeing Garrett Mitchell in the lineup. Also, I want to sing the praises of Tyrone Taylor real quick. Tyrone Taylor, since that three-hit game in Arizona when it looked like he really got back on track, hitting over 300, on base over 330, slugging over 600, OPS just shy of 1,000, four doubles, a triple, and four homers. It's working for him. The platoon is working for him and Garrett Mitchell. They need to figure out a way for it to work elsewhere. Willie Adamas has really slowed down since that great start to the month. In that middle part of the month when he was really carrying the team offensively, it's caught up to him. The Brewers got help. They had opportunities. And you know the drill. Didn't get the big hit. 
We will listen to a few big hits, though, here in just a second. We got highlights coming, and then we'll get ready to wrap up the show a little bit after that. It's been a fun one tonight. We're with you till the bottom of the hour here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. And this. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers trying to figure out what went wrong in this game. There's positives, there's negatives in every contest, but the Brewers actually started out in a very positive fashion. Eric Lauer getting the start. He was rolling early. His first six outs in this game were all via strikeout, coming out on fire. We go to the bottom of the second inning when the offense started for the Brewer crew. Leading things off, Christian Yelich. He reached on a single through the shift. Then Mike Brasso came to the plate. He ripped one to right center field, and some chaos ensued on the field and on the base paths. He's now based upon it twice. Yep. Not even. Oh, swing on a drive in the right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! It's off the wall! Going to second is Brasso. There's nobody there. Yelich trying to score, and he's safe! It's wide open. Jason Lane had him coming all the way. Yelich with a pat on the back for Tom Hallion saying he made the right call. Fortes might want to take another look at this one. Don Mattingly says, hang on a minute. They did not end up challenging it. It was a great slide by Christian Yelich after the Marlins kind of threw it around after Avi uh, uh, Garcia tried to throw it back into the infield. So now the Brewers have a runner on second. Still nobody out, and they've got the first run of the game on the board. Luis Arias flies out. By the way, we haven't mentioned Luis Arias had a great night defensively. Doesn't quite make it into the highlights, but he was phenomenal defensively tonight. Then, Keston here coming to the plate. He works the count. Two balls, two strikes. Sixth pitch he sees. He gets the job done. Here are lines of rocking into right center. Grosso's going to score. It got by Garcia. Keston here going into second base. And the Brewers on a rocket by Keston Hira. That one, even with Birdie playing straight away, there was no shot for him to catch that one. The Brewers didn't hit a home run tonight, but that's a play that we're going to say Keston Hira rings the bell. A two-strike run-scoring knock, taking advantage of what he was given. So the Brewers ring the bell again from that double from Keston Hira. And don't forget, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to put money in the bell and money in the, in the Salvation Army red kettle and ring the bell. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. Next up, the Brewers up 2-0. Eric Lauer rolling along at this point. He ended up with eight strikeouts through four innings. Goes back for the fifth. Another strikeout. Absolutely on fire in this contest. And then he hands it over to the bullpen. Peter Strzelecki. A scoreless sixth inning, leaving a couple of runners stranded. We go to the seventh inning. Freddie Peralta kind of turned some heads around, saying, wait a minute, why is Freddie Peralta pitching in this game? Well, he goes a nine-pitch seventh inning, so you're feeling a whole lot better about that. Brewers still leading 2-0. We go to the eighth inning. A leadoff single by Jordan Groshans. You're thinking, okay, no big deal. Then a pop-out. Then another single. Like, wait a minute. Runners on first and second. Still only one out. Freddie Peralta dealing with some traffic, and he rose to the occasion. The pitch. Him out swinging up and in with a blistering fastball, strikes out LeBlanc. So things are looking good, right? You got a chance to get out of the inning. You're one out of way, but he four pitch walk to Brian Anderson, extended the inning, it loaded the bases. Peralta got ahead of Avi Garcia, a one and two count. He was 0 for 3 at this point of the game, his first game off the injured list. 
and Freddie made a huge mistake. Here he comes, hit in the air to center and deep. Trouble, warning track, it is gone for Garcia. He has just hit one with the bases loaded to put Miami on top. That one got out of here in deepest right center, and it is 4-2 Miami. You heard the reaction from the crowd, and that was the difference in the game. The Brewers couldn't get anything done in the ninth inning. They end up falling by a final of 4-2. The Brewers had nine hits in this contest, but could not get the job done. They also could not leapfrog the Phillies, who had lost earlier in the day to the Cubs, which means the crew remained a half game back of a postseason berth. We'll wrap up the show after this on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers fall by a final of 4-1 to one this evening. I'm Dominic Catronio. Tough one to swallow, but at the end of the day, they still got a fighting shot. They're only a half game back with six to go. There's no need to abandon ship yet. We failed on playing this earlier. I do want to get it in for the podcast listeners hearing straight from Craig Council on this one, on his thoughts on this loss tonight. So, uh, Freddie, he was fresh. He's a really good pitcher. Is that the kind of spot that you, you know, ideally sort of wanted for him? Um, High leverage? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot for sure. Um, but certainly, you know, I, I'll give Freddie the ball anytime. I don't care what the situation is. I'll give Freddie the ball. So, um no, no, no question about that. Happy to give Freddie the ball, whatever the situation is. You guys are certainly, um, you know, aware of what Avi can do in situations like that. You managed him for the previous couple of years. Uh, is that at bat is kind of, you know, going along? What are you, you know, what are you seeing? What are you thinking at that point? Well, I mean, the at bat is we did, we just made a mistake with two strikes. Um, uh, just made, just got too much of the strike zone essentially. Um, you know, you, you got count leverage there, and we just, we, unfortunately, we didn't take advantage of it. Is that going to be his inning? Like, the, is he going to just, Freddie? I, I don't think you had anybody up there. Um, yeah, I, I did have guys up in case runs scored, yes. Yeah. Craig, offensively, just what about the missed opportunities? You know, bases loaded twice. Yep. Not able to yeah, I mean, you know, we did a nice job against Garrett, but but it ended up only being two runs and, and didn't cash him in. We had a bunch of balls hard, um, and, and so so they got through it. And then, uh, you know, the next when we get bases loaded against Brigham, you know, Vic squares up a ball and hits it as good as you can, hits it right at somebody. Um, Keston had a really good at bat previously to draw the walk, so. Tough, you know. We I thought we had good at bats. Um, just you know, you know the, the the hunter lines out to third, and then pre- we just didn't. It just didn't work for us, unfortunately, at the right time. And that stolen base by Keston was that called? Was that something that you were? No, I mean we we give freedom to guys to be aggressive, and he he just um, you know the guy's a little bit quicker. He, he got a good jump, but I think the guy was just a little bit too quick to the plate. Derek only threw, I think, six more pitches than he did in his last time yeah. in Cincinnati, but was tremendous. Yeah, he pitched really well. I mean, we got him up five times, and I think that was, um, you know, and we're going through the lineup again. So, 
um, you know, the, the game played out really well. I mean, to, for us to get five innings from Eric is that's what that's probably the, the dream scenario, really. Um, and, and he put up five zeros, and you know, we we were well positioned to to finish the rest of the game. Uh, obviously, they they did their job. Greg, you guys have had some late inning losses throughout the season. How do you make sure with six games left, you guys can bounce back? Yeah, there's nothing to. There's nothing to talk about. We're, we're still have an opportunity in front of us, and got to come out and play play a good game tomorrow. Do you anticipate Freddie again in this series at some point? Um, yeah, I think it's a possibility. Yeah, that was sort of the idea here, right? That you could use him for a couple innings and then just have him again to help cover some more. Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, I like. I'll say it again. We're gonna have everybody's gonna have to pitch. All hands on deck, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely right. I loved his answer on, did you want Freddie Peralta in that situation, high leverage? Craig Council, no hesitation, yes. That's what he was prepared for. That's what we wanted him for. It's exactly like we talked about earlier. Freddie was prepared for it. He failed on, yes, he failed on the pitch to Avi Garcia, but he really failed on the four-pitch walk to Brian Anderson. That was the big at-bat. Don't lose sight of that. He got ahead of Avi after that four-pitch walk and left the fastball over the middle of the plate. Avi didn't miss it, to his credit, and the Brewers end up falling because of this one. A little bit later start tomorrow. Okay, It'll be a uh, 7-10 first pitch, a Friday night 7-10 first pitch, last 7 o'clock start of the season for the Brew Crew. Our coverage will begin at 6 with Brewers warm-up with Greg Matzik right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Then I've got you covered post-game for Brewers extra innings as well. This was a, a weird one. The Brewers fall by a final of 4-2. to two. Quickly, elsewhere in baseball, never got a chance to really talk about it. Shohei Otani carried a no-hitter into the 8th inning tonight against the A's. <laughs> He's unbelievable. And I know Judge is going to be the MVP, but man, I can't wait to sit down and talk about Otani all season long. Anyway, Brewers fall. We got an ace off tomorrow. Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, First pitch at 7-10. Coverage begins at 6 right here. For Justin Pottinger, our producer, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep on swinging.